I'm Kavitha Davidson, and I got next. You next up and you ain't been on sports like talk like what are you doing? <laughs> hey, you better hit him up. Look, you breaking next and you up next. Keep the queen so hard. Rise the star on the big scene. Make them know who you are. You don't break a sweat. Don't set up for less. They put you through that test. Your resume that flesh. Who got next? Who got next? SLT, ready to say go. Who got next? Who got next? Living my dreams and all your goals. Who got next? Who got next? You can ask B Jones or head coach. Who got next? Who got next? SLT Nation, welcome back to another episode of Sports Life Talks. You got next a platform that gives exposure to the voices of tomorrow. And buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because you are in for a treat today. That's right. We got a certified banger. If this is the last show that the Mouth of the South B. Jones ever done, then I want y'all to remember this one. All right? Chronicle this show because the definition of sports, life, and talk is all right here today. We got it, ladies and gentlemen. That's how 2022 is growing for us. We went out and got one of the dopest journalists, authors, I mean, there's nothing about sport. I mean, I, I think this might be the mouth of the South up there in the Northeast or something. We got Kavitha Davison in the building. How you doing, Kavitha? I'm doing really well. I'm doing even better after that intro. How are you guys doing? Oh, man. Doing great. We living the dream. We are living the dream. Well, welcome to the show, Kavitha. We're about to tell everybody how awesome you are and about your amazing journey. If this is your first time checking out the show, we appreciate you stopping by the channel. I am your host, the mouth of the South, B. Jones, the Louisiana Mr. Yeet himself. I'm rocking alongside of my brother from another mother, my partner in crime, the head coach, KT. Kev, is you feeling this, man? Is you, is you ready? Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm feeling, B. Jones. I know we went to a basketball game yesterday, but did I play in one? Because I woke up and my head was hurting. <laughs> then I woke up at 5.15 this morning because I was so excited for this show. So, you know what? Yes, I am feeling it, B. Jones. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Kevin. I hate to put some pressure on you, bro. But during research, I found out that Miss Kavita has been on some shows. And not just any shows, dog. She's been on the Bodego Boys, man. So, so when I think about what you and I starting out and our journey or what we trying to go, like, Bodego Boys is like... That's like the creme de la creme. That's like the championship. That's the Super Bowl of podcasts, man. So can you? Well, can, can I, I, I got to correct you there. I haven't actually been on Deeds and Marrow, but I had them on my podcast, and that was oh, a great. Okay. That that was a real thrill because I'm a, I'm a girl who's born and raised Washington Heights. So so we got we got real we got real heights up in there up in that conversation. It was fun. But, but Kavitha, I still got a challenge. This dude to step it up today. <laughs> Kev, is you ready to hit that type of level, man? Can we can oh, we? Perform? No 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 no. Let me cut you off, sir. Are you ready? Because I'm the one that reached out to Kavitha on Twitter and set this up. So really, that should be my line to you. But let's well, go, Kev. Thank you for so much for your effort. Listen, if this is your first time checking out the channel, before we get into Kavitha's amazing story, we got to ask you for a huge favor. We are trying to break the algorithm. We are trying to grow the show and keep this mission of telling everybody about exemplary, extraordinary people out there doing amazing things and accomplishing big dreams. And so we need you to help us on this journey. So on the count of three, Sports Life Talk Nation, we are going to hold hands, sing Kumbaya, and then we are going to smash that subscribe button. Are y'all ready? Kavitha, your people ready? I think we're ready. All right, here we go. One, two, three. 
Ooh. Well, listen, if you just smashed that subscribe button, welcome to Sports Life Talk Nation, our tribe, our family. We got over 100 episodes of you got next season one. 2022, season two has already been phenomenal. Go check out the archives. Go sit back, enjoy, because we got stories from everything, from actors, content creators, I don't a- athletes, coaches, wrestlers. It doesn't matter. The stories just don't stop. And today, we got an even better one. Sports Life Talk, Kavita Davison. Are you prepared for the for the initiation? I, I think I think so. <laughs> we'll see. Well, let's do it. Let's do <laughs> Trial it. Trial by go. fire. Trial by fire. Let's go, KT. All right. So, do you mind if I call you KD for this show? Absolutely not. Okay, because you know I like to give people nicknames, and that's what we're going. I've go had for. five million nicknames in my life, and I prefer KD or Cav or whatever than that one time I did a Fox Sports. Uh, interview and the host called me Kathy the whole time so (laughs) yes I would definitely go with KD all right KD to initiate you into the SLT family you got to give us your top five music artists okay so one is the Red Hot Chili Peppers I I can't really explain why I I, I love a good bass line and I like there's there's something like that that for a white boy Flea's got some funky flavor there right two is Prince three we got Michael Four, Mary J. Blige, and five, five's gonna be a little hard. Five's probably gonna be like Miles Davis. I am a jazz trumpeter. I play the trumpet. Um, so so we gotta go a little old school with, with some miles in there. Hey Kev, I think she got three out of five new ones that we've never had on there. I don't think nobody ever dropped Miles Davis as a top five. Nobody no, I know for a fact we ain't had red eye. Nuh uh. But I she- <laughs> But can I tell a quick Mary J. Blige story? Go yes. Mary J. Blige. Okay. So. Every time, yes. All right. So in high school, you know, I was kind of shy. And there was a young lady. She would flirt with me. I didn't realize it. One day she sang a song, Reminisce. No, was it Reminisce? It's one song she sang by Mary J. Blige because she know I loved her. Anyway, the next day I went, I was like, I'm about to do it. I'm going to ask her. I was like, hey, will you be my girl? She's like, if you asked me yesterday, I'd have said yes. I'm already seeing someone. So that that's my story on that. Oh, oh no, you got played, K KT. No, 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 no. Not, maybe we talk about if that. You asked me yesterday. You. Come on, man. Come <laughs> on, bro. That twenty-four hours made that difference, really. Come thank on, you, Kavita. Thank you, <laughs> KD. Well, thank both of y'all for crushing my self-esteem. All right, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> no. So, uh, what are some of your favorite sports teams? All right, so I'm born and raised in New York. So we're, we're going all New York here. My number one team of all time is the Yankees. I'm sorry. I understand why everyone hates them. I grew up in Washington Heights in the 90s. Like, I, I've got a Yankees tattoo, literally. Like, so that's just in my blood. Uh, the Knicks. For good or bad, the Bless Knicks are also heart. part of my blood. You know, like, Bless you know, that, that, that's, that's love. Like, there's some kind of, like, abusive, masochistic relationship in there. But I just, I can't quit yeah. them. You know, it's a thing. Um, and, and let me tell you how excited I was when, when this Cam Reddish trade came down. But um, then we're going to go Rangers, hockey. I love some hockey. Uh, and then in the back here, we got Foxico catching the, the Super Bowl winning touchdowns. So we're going New York football giants with the fourth. And uh, and the Liberty, we're going with the WNBA and, and, and WSL, Sky Blue, all of that. She, you New York through and through. Just New York through and through. I, I respect other teams and other players, obviously. I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is, you know, I wish he weren't, like, he's a New Yorker, but I wish he yeah. had played for a New York team. Uh, but but I'm just New York with my, with my teams. It's part of, it's part of, it's part of my identity, you know. So, so you are on that narcotic called the Knicks, huh? 
<laughs> a little like it's it's you know there's a there's a chapter in the book and i love that you have the the book the book cover up there there's a chapter in the book called uh loving your team when you hate your owner and immediately i was like we just got to interview Knicks fans like <laughs> jimmy dolan like you had to- <laughs> yeah that that guy there how, how can you do spike lee like that i, I you don't know yeah <laughs> all right so who who is your favorite superhero and why okay nightwing we go nightwing Here's why, because I think it's real easy to say Batman, but Nightwing is the humanizing aspect of the Bat family, right? Like Nightwing is fun. He's got his own demons, all that. He had to break out from under from under Bat- Batman's shadow. He's like has this like younger brother syndrome and all that. But he's also like like he's also just a badass in his own right. And a running joke throughout DC is that he's got the nicest ass of any superhero, male or female. So this is I mean, but this is hilarious. Like this is just a thing that we've got to acknowledge is that this is a running thing throughout like the 40 years of Nightwing in comic books. So Nightwing is my favorite superhero. So please tell me. Please tell me you've been watching the show Titans. I know you. I love watch. Titans. Okay, so Titans is so good, and I'm still waiting on the Nightwing movie, which we were promised like three years ago. It's like, still has not happened. Um, but every time I see Nightwing portrayed on stage or uh, or or in film, um, it's it's really exciting, and I can't believe that we haven't actually had a feature length Nightwing anything. But Titans is so good, and somehow they got it right because live action DC. We could do a whole podcast about live action DC being terrible, but anime. To DC being the best, like oh my god, so. KD, you, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna talk to you off air. Yeah, because I tell you what, <laughs> you and I could talk for hours. All right, uh, Nightwing. Since every good super superhero should have their own theme music, what would your theme song be? Mm. This is one that I I have to think about. You know, I hate him, especially of the things of late. But Eric Clapton's kind of always been a, a dickhead. But Layla is kind of one of my favorite songs of all time. So I, and especially that like that opening riff. So I think that if I were walking down the street, I would want that to be playing. Okay, so you gotta tell me about uh, Eric Clapton because I've met him three times when I worked at Sam Goody. Each time okay. he came in and talked to me for thirty minutes, and we just rap, chop it up. So please explain a little bit, please. Well, so recently he's been in the news because he's a he's a voracious anti-vaxer um, and a little bit of a conspiracy theorist and all that but like people forget that in the 80s he was also like anti-immigrant in 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 britain and he like went on stage and said some shit about how like like basically people of color crossing their borders was a problem for for the uk so yeah this is this is like people i think are still are are only now realizing this but like eric clapton been a problem so (laughs) uh but but i love his music (laughs) and if this is one of those like the uh, you know separate the art from the artist thing. If, if I, I was just about to say, that, I, so. I still listen to R. Kelly. <sighs> you know, I, I I named Michael Jackson in my top five for a reason, but I'm saying that it's also like there you know there's a reason that like Michael Jackson is supposed to be canceled and Jackson Pollock isn't. It has to do with like who the arbiters of culture is and what's worthy and all that. And I'm just like, it's good music, and I think we are actually capable of separating the art from the artist. And he's not making that money anymore, unfortunately. So. <laughs> Yeah, right. So I guess I'm gonna have to stop telling my clapping stories. All right. So if you love KD's top five, please drop that comment below. And B Jones, I think it's safe to say that she's in the family. Man, she is not only in the family. This like little sis right here. Cause me and KD, <laughs> we could go all day long. Well, KD, let's tell these folks your journey. So, I mean, I got, I got to start off with something fun. I got to start off with something fun before we tell your backlog. Your comment was. I love watching sports and eating 
frittatas. Is that is that right? <laughs> frittatas. Frittatas. Yeah. Now, I, don't, I don't know what a frittata is, but loving it's a, sports. It's a big ass omelet, basically. Hey, but loving sports and eating, you had me hooked. <laughs> so I just want to tell everybody, this is like, <laughs> this is my kind of lady we got on the mic. All right, so Kavita, tell everybody about coming up in Washington Heights. Now, was you always a big sports fan like this, or what made you fall in love with, with, with sports? Yeah, you know, it's funny, like my so my parents are from India and they came to this country in 1981 um, and I'm born in 89. So they they were not huge sports fans. But my mom, bless her heart, my mom fell in love with Bernard King. This is like she's the reason that I'm a Knicks fan, you know, um, and I, I had the, the pleasure and the honor of meeting Bernard King a couple months ago because I'm on the board of, uh, of the Yogi Berra Museum and he came to one of our events um, and he was amazing and I got to take a photo with him and I got to tell him that my mom loves you and you're the reason I'm a Knicks fan and all of that. <sighs> um, but, you know, like we, we didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. So and like paying money to go to a a sports game was like super foreign to my parents. So I'd never been to a live like sporting event until it was um, it was my second grade, I believe in, in like middle school and the, the principal of our middle school, this woman, lovely woman, Virginia Connor was a huge Yankees fan. And so she arranged for us in second grade to go to a Yankees game. I believe it was the home opener in 1996. Now, none of us realized that this was going to be the tip off of the dynasty. Right. Um, but, but it, it was, and you know, it was, it was Andy Pettit bobblehead day and I still have that bobblehead. I'm looking at it right now. Um, and it was the first time I'd ever been to a, like I said, like a, a game live, a baseball game. I knew nothing about baseball. It was the first time I was at Yankee Stadium. And there was just this energy when you walked in. You know what I mean? And like old Yankee Stadium, this new place is a piece of shit. Sorry. I'm not really sure if I'm allowed to curse, but this new yeah, place you, is terrible. Hey, 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 this is your show. You do whatever you want to. Yeah, you can't folk. You do what you want to do on here. All right. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, this, this new place sucks. But old Yankee Stadium, the acoustics of this place, it had, it, it, it like, when the whole stadium was rocking, when everyone was cheering, it had this sound that that you could feel. It was visceral, and you could feel it start in your throat and move down to the pit of your stomach. And I've got like a somewhat addictive personality, so what I tell people is that like the reason I've made this my career is because I've been chasing that sound and that feeling ever since. And I just I fell in love with it. And there was something about like you know I was an an immigrant kid. I was I was foreign. My parents aren't from here, and but everyone was just like the same when they were rooting for the Yankees. You know, when you looked around and there were 17 different languages being spoken and, and people of all colors and all races and everything. And But the one unifying thing was this team. And I found that so beautiful. And that was the first time I felt community, like really felt community. Um, so yeah, so I, I fell in love with the Yankees and it was like, obviously they rewarded me greatly for it in the nineties. Um, not so right. much recently, but you know, uh, but, but it's, it's one of those, like, you know, once you, once you establish that addiction, you just can't kick the habit. Right. Um, and I, and I happen to make this be lucky enough to make this my career now. Wow. So now have you, have you ever played or participated in, in, uh, sports? So I'm not the most athletic person. I'll be very honest about that. I was a competitive figure skater when I was younger, though, until I got to high school, I, I, I figure skated. So uh, and that was another like interesting, like scholarship kid in a figure skate, like figure skating is a real white and real rich sport. Um, and like that's one of those things that I just like kind of lucked into. And 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 then it got too expensive. And then and honestly, puberty hit my group boobs and I wasn't aerodynamic anymore. So yeah, it's, it's the reason why we don't have any figure skaters named Tyrone. All right. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kavita. So let's you kind of gave a beautiful segue to the book, uh, Loving Sports When They Don't Love You Back. And like, 
you captivated you captivated everything when you started talking about how uh, it, it you know coming to America and how you fell in love with sports. And I personally single handedly give sports the credit for civil rights. I, I think if it wasn't for sports and Jackie Robinson and some of uh, some of the Negroes crossing the crossing the line and being in his locker room, and then, even when you think about these kids nowadays who are who are more uh, supportive of other cultures and races. It's because they're in these locker rooms with them, right? They're in an intimate environment to where everybody's working towards the same goal. And then when you look at what 9-11, how sports brought the country back. You look at Hurricane Katrina, how the city of New Orleans was brought back by the New Orleans Saints. So when I look at your story and I look at this book, which I purchased it already. My wife already downloaded it into, into, the, into the family Kindle Appreciate here. that. Yeah, so I, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to crack it open and really read it. I mean, this is like the definition of sports life talk. So what gave you this vision where did this spawn from? Why was this so important to you? Okay, well, first of all, I got to shout out my co-author, Jessica Luther, who, like, I could not have written this without her. She did more than half the work on this book. Um, and, you know, we're, we're both women sports writers. We love sports. And we, we were kind of just talking, I think it was around the time of the Super Bowl. And, you know, like, especially like a few years ago, there were always these, always these pieces that were clearly written and geared toward women and clearly women who were not sports fans. And they were always like, how to survive a Super Bowl party or like how to talk to your boyfriend about football or like that kind of thing. And it was always like very ancillary, like football terms to explain to women who don't know anything about sports and like a recipe for dip or some shit, right? Like, um, yeah. and we were like, this is just not for us, right? And then we were like, why Why isn't there, like there is not a book, there isn't a lot of media out there that is for the woman sports fan who genuinely loves this shit, but also like kind of can see some ways that they're problematic and not just women, people of color for sure, black people can, can point to lots of ways in which sports as much as they have advanced civil rights uh, still like to hold a lot of shit back for sure. Um, and we were like, you know, first we were, we were just so mad at these, at these like snarky posts about like women and, and, and the Super Bowl that we were like, why don't we do like a snarky rejoinder and, and do something like how to talk to your boyfriend about football when he knows nothing about football and like that kind of thing. Uh, Jessica's husband is not a sports fan at all. It's actually very funny. Um, and then it just evolved into, thankfully, we have this like lovely, very smart publisher, Casey, at the University of Texas Press. Um, and it, 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 he, he massaged it. He like evolved it into this much more serious exploration of sports fandom and our identities and the ethical and moral dilemmas that we have um, in, in various aspects of sports, but that we still keep on going back and we still maintain our fandom despite all of these things. Um, and we do them in such individual and different ways. Um, and so that's kind of how the book came about. And then I think one of the best parts of, of doing the research for this book was we, we interviewed a sports psychologist just about the nature of fandom. And, and, you know, I asked her a very simple question and it was, why? Why do these things matter so much to us? Like, I, it's, it's completely irrational how much, like, the Yankees winning will dictate my mood, right? <laughs> like, no doubt. And, and she said, and, and it really resonated with me. And when I tell like my origin story of being a sports fan, I can hear it like, like calling back to me. She said, think about when your sports fandom is formulated. And it's when you're younger, much younger than other fandoms. And it usually has something to do with a core part of your identity. Either mm. your like grandpa took me to a game or the city that you're from, or, you know, there's some kind of connection. So when you like form your sports fandom, it's when you're forming a sense of yourself 
And it's so hard and almost impossible to separate those two things. And so when you challenge, when you have these dilemmas and you challenge things about sports, about your sports fandom, you're challenging yourself. And that's why it's really, it's really difficult. Um, but that's also why it was so meaningful to write this book. And, you know, our dedication, you know, the, the intro of the book basically says, you know, we love sports so much and we just want them to be a little bit better. And, and I think that that's a, an attainable goal. Well, I'm going to tell you how this book has already, I'm so excited to read it because as I read the kind of the synopsis in preparation to really talk about the book, it made, it came to mind. I had a personal experience with this just two summers ago. Drew Brees, well, I'm a diehard Saints fan. I'm from mm. Louisiana. Drew Brees goes on this interview. He says this comment about Colin Kaepernick. He can't understand why he's kneeling. And then all of a sudden I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. I was like, Drew, we love it's you so like much. It's not like betrayal. You, 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 you do so much good for African-Americans in New Orleans. It's like you are like you to definitely you could be the governor of, New, of, of Louisiana if you wanted to. And then you say this and it's like you just cut off the, the, the love that all of these black people have given for you. And and I, I was heartbroken and it took me a couple of weeks. He apologized, you know, but even on air with me and KT, I, I stood strong with Drew. I said, hey, listen, sure guys. Did. I, I, said, I said, listen, guys, <laughs> hey, they would argue with me. I said, listen, he didn't mean it this way. I understand how Drew, you got to remember Drew's a human being. Somebody put him on the spot. But it made me think when I started reading your cover of your book and, and your synopsis, I said, this is this is exactly what I went through because I'm still going to rock my nine jersey. I still watch NBC at night and I support Drew when he goes on. And, he and you know what? It. No one no one should give you shit about that. I think one of the one of the main lessons of this book was that we got to be kinder to ourselves and kinder to other people because we all go through these dilemmas in such individual and different ways. And it's like nobody else's business to tell you how you're supposed to deal with that dilemma about Drew Brees and your fans. Them. And you're allowed to still be a fan despite that shit. Well, well maybe, you, maybe after, well, maybe after I read the book, I'll start feeling that way for for about now. Forget Drew Brees. You know no, what? Cam? You also you're, have you're the right to, to think that, like you know, well, you a Cowboys fan because we, we. Yeah, mm. I, I was about to say he got <laughs> some yeah, issues yeah, himself. Yeah, he got yeah. some issues himself. I probably so. have issues in like two hours too. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kavita, can he lay down on your couch and break down his 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 trauma? His his trauma. Yeah, yeah. Tell, a Cowboys tell, fan. Tell, tell, tell me, tell me where it hurts. Tell me where <laughs> you know. Man, I live and die. <laughs> Every time Dak throws the ball. If hey, he plays we, well, we're going to win. So, yeah. Man, we we going to talk about that in a minute, bro. Yeah, All yeah. right, so we got we to gotta talk about the elephant in the room. It's not too many people can say they was on HBO, Kavitha. I mean, like, come on. We got to talk a little bit about Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. How did you pull that off, sis? Tell oh us about that experience. Okay, so first of all, this is like, uh, I'm not blowing smoke up anyone's ass when I say that, like, when I was growing up and wanted to be a sports writer, there were three shows that I envisioned myself that I, like, dreamed of being on. One of them was the Sports Reporters with John Saunders, May He Rest in Peace, and obviously I never got to do that. Um, the other one, the second one was Outside the Lines, OTL, with yep. the goat Bob Lee, and I, I was lucky enough when I worked at ESPN to be on OTL quite a few times, and Bob was always so kind and generous to me and made me feel smart and all of that. And the third was Real Sports with Brian Gumble. And let me tell you how much of a dream come true that was. Oh, the I can first only time. imagine. Like, the yeah. first time I met Brian, and it was, you know, in the middle, like the height of the pandemic, so it was still virtual. And then I met him in person a couple months ago, and it was just the biggest thrill. And I, I felt like such an imposter being on a stage with, with you know, Andrea Kramer and, and Mary Carrillo and Soledad O'Brien and that whole crew. But, um, the you know, the, the way that it came about is actually very interesting. I was unemployed after I left ESPN for about a year before I joined The Athletic. 
And I really started to lose a sense of myself because being a sports writer is all I've ever known. It was just everything about me. And I didn't really like have a lot of identity. And I was like, all right, well, if I'm not going to be a sports writer, what am I going to do? And I just started to apply for jobs that were related to sports and like probably way below the level that I had already achieved. But I was like, first of all, I'm not above work like in any yeah. capacity. Yeah. So I applied for a PA position at Real Sports. <laughs> <laughs> and I went in and I met with, I ended up meeting with the director and the EP of the show. And they were both like, why, like, do you want to be getting coffee for people and cutting tape and all of that? Like you are very accomplished in your career. Right. You are like way, like way above this. And they, I literally said, I'm not above work. And I also said, you know, I have no video experience. I would like to get some of that. And I would also like to, you know, if I'm not going to be a sports writer, uh, you know, keep working in this field. And they were like, okay, well, you're overqualified for this job, but let's keep talking. Cause I think that like the director said, I think you could be really good as a correspondent. <laughs> like, wow. Well, okay. Um, and you know, it took a couple of years for that to actually happen. Like this conversation happened in probably like late 2018 or early 2019 or some shit. Um, and you know, HBO went through a bunch of like acquisitions and mergers and all of that. Um, but eventually it did happen. <laughs> and, um, and it was, it was, just the most thrilling thing and it was a completely new experience it was a new type of journalism you know i've done i've done tv work before but i'm always the person being interviewed right like right. i'm i'm on this end like the, the the show that we're doing right now being a correspondent and asking questions of interview subjects in a way that is compelling on tv but also still like sticks to your like journalistic ethics and are still like hard hitting questions and all of that was a totally new skill for me to develop um and it was I mean, it's it's just been absolutely thrilling, and I'm so proud of the work that we've done. Uh, the last episode in in uh, the last piece that we did for the November episode was on um, the the doctor who was at the University of Michigan for about 40 years, um, and ended up uh, no Larry. So Larry Nasser is at Michigan State. Oh, Michigan this State. Is, okay, okay. This is Robert Anderson, but it's it's interesting because you know we've got more than a thousand victims have come forward against this doctor over the 40 years that he was there and he's dead now. So like, he's not going to see any justice or any shit. Right. Um, but the reason that we're not talking about this enough is because most of his victims were football players. So most of his victims were black men and we don't talk what? about black. We don't talk about black men being sexually abused and black men often don't come forward and talk about that. So the people who have, have been extremely fucking brave in doing so. Yes. Um, but but this is it's a huge it's a huge problem and it happened under you know their legendary coach Bo Schembechler's watch and you know there there you know there's there are, are people who say that you couldn't have gone through the football program without at least knowing that this was going on um, and and it's a it's a it's a huge problem and I was so you know I'm a sexual assault survivor myself so it's it's very very meaningful for me to be able to tell these kinds of stories and you know the the rapport that I that I have with these survivors and these victims as you know strong like you know I interviewed John Vaughn who still holds two running back records at the University of Michigan like this dude played in the NFL and he's breaking down crime describing this experience that he had and it, it's so meaningful for me to be able to help people tell those stories um and for real sports to give me that platform and to give like a you know nobody a shot at that like has been has been really really cool nah that man this story i, I, I already got the goosebumps on my on my arm here kt all right so if if everybody ain't peeped out the passion the articulation 
the brilliance, right? This is a mind that is going to carry us from a sports talk media perspective into the next generation. But you've already experienced a lot of success, right? We're talking about Murrow's, Webby's, the Gracie Award, which is for women in media. I mean, how are you how are you soaking up all of the success? Because I'm, I'm like, you, 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 you're being acknowledged. And that, to me, and I know we got you on You Got Next. Hopefully one day it'll be somebody be like, hey, I was on You Got Next. And, 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 but, I mean, like, your accolades are, 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 are amazing. So, I mean, tell us, how are you soaking all of that up right now? Well, well, thank you. First of all, it is like it it is really nice to be acknowledged for your work. <laughs> like, yes. and it, it, it doesn't always happen. And it took a, a while. Like, you know, this is my I want to say ninth year. I'm going on maybe a decade of being in this industry. And and, you know, but but to be acknowledged with a Gracie and a, and a, and a Webby. But the, the Murrow Award was special like that, you know, like I, I don't have a million Twitter followers and I'm not going to be hosting Sports Center. That's just not what I do. Right. Um, but but to have like one of the highest awards in journalism acknowledge what you do it was 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 really it was it was a very cool thing and i you know i have to thank my whole team at, at the lead which is the podcast i used to host that we won that for um but it, i mean it's I, I how how am i soaking it up i'm very lucky i think is the only thing yeah. i can say you know i'm very lucky to be able to say that i do something that I genuinely love, like as hard as the work is, and I've gotten death threats and all that shit. And, you know, I've had to be sent home with security and everything, but like, and people oh. don't think that I belong in this space. And, you know, um, you know, my parents aren't American and all of that, but like, but I'm very lucky to say that I genuinely love every day that I work. And I'm, I'm lucky to say that I, I make a pretty good living. I'm able to afford to still live in New York somehow. So yeah, that's, that's, well, a, yeah. you know, that's a big thing. And to be acknowledged for the quality of the work and to not have, like, to be able to say that I haven't really had to compromise a lot of myself. I'm, I'm very lucky for all of the above. All right. Last question, and I'm going to let KT take over. Do you still play your Nintendo Switch? <laughs> so I have not played my Switch in a very long time and I feel badly about that because it was a, a former boss who bought it for me during the pandemic when we were all playing Animal Crossing, right? Like that was like yeah. the main thing. Um, but I, I, I should break it out at some point for sure, for sure. Okay, all right. All right, so I'm gonna ask you a real quick question so we can get the championship rounds because we promised you 30 minutes and we are right there. So <laughs> you've seen the movie Brown Sugar, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's pretend that you are Sydney. Is there someone currently that you share a love of hip hop with? Okay, yes. Um, so my my boyfriend, um, Parrish, shout out to Parrish, uh, is a white boy who grew up in Hollis, Queens. All right, so Ooh. he got flavor. <laughs> he got juice. He got juice. It's a it's a thing. Like like Daryl McDaniels' girlfriend babysat him when he was younger. He's he's about twelve years older than I am. So like he grew up in like the eighties and nineties in fucking Hollis. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this white boy knows more about hip hop than I will ever know. Um, and he's constantly teaching. Like he worked for Video Music Box back in the nineties. Like he's oh, constantly teaching me channel. shit. Yeah. So 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 I I have to shout him out for sure. And and it, it, when we first started dating, we realized that like we were at the same like at the same concerts somehow and like like one of them was like like Raekwon at like Forest Hills and, and, and Forest Hills Stadium and shit like that. So so yeah, uh that's 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 my answer to that question. All right, B Jones, it's that time, man. All right, Kavita. KD buckle up because this is the part of the show where Kevin and I turn on each other and now you are officially calling all the shots. Welcome to championship rounds. Have you ever played a, a Would You Rather before? Sure. 
All right, so these rules are very simple. Both hosts will, will present you an option. You select one of those options. Based off of that uh, selection, that host will gain a point. The first host to get two points or the best out of three will win this episode's game of championship rounds. And we're serious about this, Kavitha, because right now, Kevin has won eight in season two, and I have won six. And okay. my, one of mine has an asterisk. Go back if you're interested in understanding what the asterisk is. Did you bang the trash can? Is. How did you get an asterisk? <laughs> I will tell you off air. Yeah, we'll tell you later. Yes. We'll tell you a little bit later. So the score is eight to six, but I'm climbing back. Kev right. jumped out to this great big lead, and now I'm on his neck, okay? All right, so Kavita. I'm the defending champ. I got the last round, the last game. Okay, so we well, just go. First. Yeah, go first, man. Stop doing all this. All right. Would you rather attend a 10-hour concert for a music group that you detest, or would you rather have a 10-hour dinner with a headstrong politician from an opposing party? Oh, <laughs> um, the concert for sure because you know like i like so much of of my job is dealing with people i disagree with and and trying to be civil and like uh and engage with them in a in a in a in a good way so if i'm doing that on a personal level i'm, I'm trying to avoid the shit out of that so Kavita, i'm trying to hold back my emotions but i got round number one and i am feeling very very good well, hey before we continue kavita remember who got you on the show mm -hmm. it, 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 no, it, fair it enough. means nothing fair enough. it means nothing kavita you got two young you got two older no. brothers i remember from whence i came all right here we go <laughs> round number two kavita kd would you rather get to write your own movie based on your life that you star in with Shonda Rhimes producing it or become the host of your own sports show with full creative control on Oprah's own network. Oh, sports show with full creative control for sure. Yeah. Uh, the movie thing, well, first, like, just like, I feel like it would just be weird to see myself portrayed on, on screen. And I also feel like there's some probably unsavory things about me that would have to be told there too. So, so let's, let's go with creative control of my own sports show. Oh, and, and the, the immigrant with that Oprah money, love, man. But the immigrant that fall in love with the Yankees, come on. Yeah. That's the way everybody needs to see it. <laughs> All right, Kavita, round number three. All right. Would you rather go back in time knowing what you know now and fix three mistakes that you made along the way or? Or get a one minute fast forward into the future to see what the future holds for you, Kavita? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, the future one scares me because, like, that also kind of means that you don't have like free will right um, <laughs> uh, like fate and destiny is a whole thing i would say go back and 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 fix three three things that i i did wrong but i say that with an asterisk because like i think the mistakes that i, I this sounds so fucking cheesy but i think the mistakes i've made really have made me the person that i am and i've learned a lot from them um and like you know i've i've constantly been like you know about like like i i, I talk about like my sexual assault and all that like if i had done two different things that night and not have had to go through that like how different and easier would my life have been and yeah it probably would have been easier um but I'm also able to do this meaningful work. I'm able to interview survivors and victims because I am one. And so like mistakes that I've made, yeah, I, I think we'd all like to fix them. But I, I do also think that like your scars are part of who you are. So yeah, see, that's my thing. I want to go to see the future. So if I see something I don't like, I can change it now. I could be like, you know what? Somewhere I'm going to go wrong. So I need to think about my decisions I'm making right now because you yeah, are on an amazing path. That's yeah, too much power though. Yeah, if you, if you watch like The Flash and how he goes and changes, Things yep. and something else happens negatively so you can't do that 
yeah, no, Katie, no. Katie, yeah. are you a wrestling fan? Do you watch wrestling at all? I, I watch wrestling a little bit, yeah. Okay, because thanks to you, I get to do this. Hey! <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry, man. Kavitha, Kavitha, Kavitha. What are we going to do now? <laughs> Baby, delete that book. No, I'll just play with you. I'll just play with you. I'm gonna read that book this weekend. All right. So the title of the show is "You Got Next." It's all about what the future holds for you, even though we know you want to go in the past. But tell us, what does the bright star like yourself, Kavita, have to look forward to? What can Sports Life Talk Nation look out for in the future? Rocking with you, KD. Oh well, I, I, we're not announcing yet, but I'm I'm helping to start a company that I'm I'm very excited for. I left the athletic in December, uh, and I'm and I'm excited for this new venture. I'm gonna continue to to write and on a freelance level and be out there, and you'll 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 keep seeing me on TV and you know talking shit about Novak Djokovic and all that stuff. So That's uh, crazy story so, though. Oh my god, <laughs> this this oh. this dude, like this dude, really like we could do a whole podcast about this dude. I know, right? <laughs> and then Kyrie, yeah. And well, yeah, but here's the thing, like, and, and I don't mean to go on a whole thing. Kyrie, Kyrie's crazy. We've been knowing this, right? But yep. but Kyrie didn't lie. Aaron Rodgers lied and Novak Djokovic lied. And that's fucking worse, if you ask yeah. me. So, like, you know, Great Kyrie's point. got some ridiculous notions, but <laughs> and the other thing I will say, just like very quickly, I, I remember talking to Michelle Roberts about this, like right before the season started. We were at a we were at a, an event, a, a school opening with Earl Monroe, which like all of the, you know, there's a lot of names I just dropped. I know, but still. I know, I know, I'm, just so, <laughs> I'm loving it, I'm loving it though. But so, so I was, I was like, what, what is going on with Kyrie? And she was just like, you know, man, like obviously everyone wants him to get vaxxed. But she pointed out to me before the season started, 96% of the NBA was vaccinated, and we're talking about this one guy. And if 96% of the country was vaccinated we would be in a much better position so the and and we can even talk like the wnba is just the best at everything but yeah. um 96 of the nba was vaccinated and 32 percent of the nypd was not and nobody was talking about that and that's worse so mm. i think we just got to keep some things in perspective that's that's facts i love it yes all right with that said where can people find you on social media I am at Kavitha Davidson on Twitter, uh, at KAD2105 on Instagram. Uh, I do not have, well, I have a TikTok, but I don't use it. I mostly just watch other people doing entertaining <laughs> things on it. So I'm not cool enough for that, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you have any shout outs you want to give? Uh, we'll shout out my, well, we'll shout out my boyfriend, Parrish. Uh, we'll shout out my sister, Preeti, um, who just had surgery and is very brave. Um, shout out my co-host, my co-author, uh, Jessica Luther, and my former co-host on my last podcast, Jason Jones, who writes for The Athletic, covers The Kings, writes for Culture. Um, he's, he's kind of the best. So those are my shout outs. All right, Katie. So this is part of the show where you get a chance to call out the person you think should have next. Tell them I got I'm gonna, a chance. Uh, I'm, I'm going to see. I'm, Oh, well, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I have I'm, some more I'm, to say, but here you go. I'm, I'm going to say Jason. Jason Jones at The Athletic, I think, should be next for sure. Mr. Jason Jones. But Jason Jones, I'll beat Jones. I'm going to come your cousin from somewhere down the line. You are on the clock, Jason Jones, but Kavitha Davidson, you are the, hey, you are the benchmark. The you are the truth. You are legend. The legend that legends are made of. And we are so excited to have you on this show. Kavitha Davidson, you got next. 
You got two brothers right now. We'll rock with you on anything you need. And we tuning in. We plugging in with you for real. Listen, Sports Life Talk Nation. Oops, we have did it again. We brought you some certified heat. We wanted the truth. One of the legends right here. So check this out. If you enjoyed that show, which I know you did because you rocked with us for the last 40 minutes, smash that subscribe button. If you didn't, well, I'm going to give you a chance to anyway. Because right now we're giving away two $100 gift cards for anybody that tags two people into this episode or shares it with two people. They like it, subscribe, and leave the comments Y-E-E-T. It's just that simple. That lets me know that you entered the raffle. And then at the, on January 31st, Kevin and I will go live and we will draw two names. And we will be giving out some scratch, giving out a little bit of coin. And if you just want to get a free T-shirt, Kevin and I are trying our hardest to give back. Go to our IG page, ask Sports Life Talk, tag in five friends, and then slide in our DM and let us know you did it. We're going to shoot you over some, some Sports Life Talk swag so you can look and dress like the crew. Kavitha, we got a T-shirt coming your way anyway, sis. We're going to send you some swag just for coming on to the show. And uh, listen, if y'all want to come engage with Kevin and I, we're maniacal about engagement. We go live on Wednesday nights. We talk about the culture. We talk about music. We talk about sneakers. We talk about fashion. Euphoria, the TV show. It don't matter. We're talking about everything and anything. So come hang out with us. Engage. It's live. We take on guests and everything. So it's a, it's a, it's a great show. Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Ask what's like talk on you. YouTube and Facebook. Kev, I see you holding the belt. It's don't worry. It's coming home. It'll be over here in a little while, man. This belt. Oh, yeah, bad. that belt. Yeah, you can pull the little cheesy switch the shoulder thing. I know that's no, I'm not. I'm keeping this. this one here is already hurting, so I'm on this side, man. All right, champ. <laughs> you in you in the lead right now, so I'll let you close us out, man. Any final words? Well, KD, I'm not a big reader. I'd rather watch the movie. But for you, I'm getting that book and I'm gonna read it. And thank you so much for rocking with us. I appreciate that so much. There is an audio book, I'll say. So, so oh, well, that's, I, I, I mean, that's, there you go. <laughs> even, yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting both. I'm doing everything. I got you. Well, thank you guys so much. This was this was so much fun, and you were so so kind to me. I appreciate that. Hey, you the true Kavitha. Thank you. Sports Life Talk Nation. We love y'all. Stay safe. Be blessed. Respect each other and love one another. Cause together we are better. And keep dreaming big. Keep searching, listening for that sound, because you never know. Your story may be the next one featured on Sports Life Talks. You got next yeet see what's crazy is i knew you had next because you always working you always grinding you're in your bag because you're always working like in due time i just i knew you got next oh you did it huh crack the code you got next you smashing goals you want next you need exposure well sports like talk out the baddest show like the baddest hut in the room podcast to tune into just for you to talk your shit talking mushroom you are what you eat and you should consume sports like talking the late night to the afternoon then rest repeat hit the like leave a comment or subscribe so you don't miss a beat you got Next is a small taste of a winning meal from a chef type of celebrity. What's up next is you, at least you better be. Yeah, you got next, yeah. I can feel it, you're a winner just like me. You got next, and what comes next? Tune in next time and you'll see. Cause if you got next, yeah, if you got next, if you got next, then you're just like me.